Jason said Tyler Huntley was just a running back who could throw the ball. Well, what does he think now? Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck, talking a little Utah football here. And, of course, uh, the Utah Utes look pretty good. They're ranked 13th in the country. They are 5-1. and one. Their only loss was to USC, and uh, they just came off a, a massive win at Oregon State. And uh, the quarterback's been playing pretty good, Jason. So, Tyler, just, yeah, to, give, just to give you some perspective, he's in the top 10 in the country in all – all passing categories. This is all quarterbacks in the whole entire country. He's the only quarterback in Power Five who has yet to throw an interception. Uh, he's also on pace. He's 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 further ahead than Alex Smith or Brian Johnson in their successful um, runs as quarterbacks uh, when Utah went undefeated and won the Fiesta Bowl, and then also later won the Sugar Bowl a few years after that. Um, so, so I guess my question: Are you are you prepared to acquiesce on your assessment that he's basically a running back in the quarterback position, or not? No, no, I'm I, I'm not ready to acquiesce. I want to compliment the guy. I think he's an awesome athlete, an awesome running back, and I think he fits their offense well. And I mean, he's absolutely, they're running the ball so well, and it's such a good team. I mean, he's executing his what are they asking to do really good? It reminds me a lot of a Brian Johnson in the sense that I think he'll, you know, maybe he does go all the way to a sugar bowl, but won't ever be Alex Smith and go to the NFL and make it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if he will or he won't. I, I, I'm not reminds sure. Reminds me of RG three, you know, yeah. just a, a stud, no doubt. And good. Did you tell me this? Did do you think he is? I think you're up in the night. Good, is what I think, but go ahead. Do you think he makes good advanced? Are they asking him to do the real advanced passing tree? You know, NFL type throwing and check downs and reads, or is it more just right run play action throw? And that's got I got like two choices. So um, I will just tell you this. They the the most of their offense is built around play action. So right. so to have the to have the traditional drop back and and multiple reads and recognition from a quarterback and all the different options you possibly ha- could have on a passing play, they do have that in their offense. And he's run that well. And and it's actually it's actually been a decent part of what they've done. I, I think um I, I'm not I'm not convinced of is he an NFL prospect or not yet today? I, I don't know about that for those reasons yeah. that, you know, it's, I will tell you the ball's been accurate. The ball has the velocity. He's thrown the ball down the field, which a lot of, Oh, he's got a cannon for an arm, which a lot of, I mean, that's, yeah, a lot of kids in college don't throw the ball down the field very well. And he does. Oh, um, yeah, he has, he has an ability to throw the ball accurately on the run, which kind of, I don't want to put him in the category of like a Patrick Mahomes. I mean that that's kind of supernatural what he does. But he, no, he but, totally supernatural. But Tyler Huntley actually actually throws the ball very well on the run, and and he's he's more than a game manager. 
He he's kind of playing in a similar style of like Russell Wilson right now. Is where is kind of where he is. It's 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 probably you know more of that's more of Russell Wilson's game, and he and he, and Russell Wilson will extend plays with his legs, but he'll stand, extend them not to run, but to actually throw the ball. And and I think I think that's the best thing that Tyler Huntley does. But he's right. cer- he's certainly not forced the ball, and he's certainly not been indecisive other than really the first game of the season. Where against BYU, that's the only time this whole entire year where I've seen him where he's uh, hesitant to throw the ball or not see everything comes out on time, everything comes out really accurately, and he's seeing yeah. it and he's seeing it right. So, um, well, and I, you know, complimenting him, he has progressed very good. I mean, the quarterback he was with a sophomore to a junior to now, he has gotten progressively better. No question about it. And he's having his best year right now. I think we're close to the same assessment. I'm saying he's a bad A college quarterback, you know, and a guy that's a great runner that can really sling the ball. But just, I, I just don't well, that's a see different, him as an NFL guy yet. That's a different conversation than you've had about him before. You know what? He, he continues to impress me this year because going okay. into the year, I was thinking of him as a junior, right? Right. And how he played his junior year, yeah, and which and pay. so I I agree. My assessment's changing this year. Wait, so you're acquiescing? The then you're acquiescing. I'm I'm using good sound judgment. <laughs> okay. I know. I, I believe everybody out there can improve, and I'm happy. You know, he didn't go the other direction, right, and just fall apart. He's he's gotten better each year, and and from his junior year to the start of this year, you know, and just man, he's continually you know gotten better i was concerned no, no i was question. Con- i was concerned about andy ludwig coming in here and how the offense would you know here these guys have been used to the same offense for a couple of years and now they they go into their last year most of them and they got to they got to start all over again that's been one of the most impressive things to me is how well this team has done with a brand new offense I, I don't know that you can say as much, you know, say enough about how how well Andy Ludwig has handled this team, uh, because well, and you know, I would you'd have to say Ludwig has grown as a coach in the no, last no, time no question, and he, and he has. Right? There is no question about that. Yeah, much 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 better coach knows a lot more, and and I think it's it's very beneficial because because there I don't. It's been a match made in heaven, quite frankly, for Tyler Huntley and the, and the offense that they're in. Because you had mentioned this in a in a previous podcast we'd done about uh, BYU and how these coaches don't adjust, and they're yeah. they're, they're really poor at adjusting. And I will tell you, one of the best things that's happened, offense and defensively at Utah, is the adjustment that the coaches have actually made. Uh, it, it's it's not been this is how this is what we do, and we don't change it, and we don't we don't. You know, we don't try to figure out a better strategy. They're not that way. They're like, look, we need to we need to adapt to what's happening in the game and and make those adjustments. And they they do. And it's been very impressive to to see what happened. All right, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. Uh, Utah has one loss, and it was against USC. And it really since that game, this team has really kind of uh, had a fire lit under it. I want to talk about can you have those games? where it kind of turns everything around for you. And also, was their game against Oregon State, was that a statement game? We'll be back in just a minute. 
Uh, welcome back to Rival Scott Mitchell and old Jason Buck. Uh, so I remember before the beginning of the year, knowing the style and the history of Coach Whittingham, that he's a guy that likes a chip on his shoulder. He likes to be, you know, the underdog. He doesn't like to have the bullseye in his chest. He doesn't like to be uh, complimented, congratulated. And and so he he likes that kind of scrappy barnyard, backyard brawl kind of mindset. And my thought early on in the year or before the season started was they need to lose to BYU so that they could get that loss out of the way and it would really get them going for the year. And it wouldn't be a conference loss. It would be, uh, you know, so it wouldn't hurt them in their standings. And it would also be early enough where people would go, okay, you know, it's a first game loss, whatever. Well, that didn't happen in the first game, and it didn't happen in the second game, and it didn't happen in the third game, but it happened in the fourth game of the season against USC. And Utah just kind of got it handed to them and, quite frankly, should have won the game, but they just played so awful and so atrocious that um, it really kind of created a scenario where they kind of had to reevaluate. Are we really that good? Are we really that committed? Are we really... Uh, taking care of business on the field, or are we just kind of paper champions and and we're listening to what everyone says about us? And I, I was curious, Jay, because they they played lights out since that time. I mean, they played amazing against Washington State. That was a good team. Shut down the the nation's leading passing team in the country. Uh, they again, Oregon State was not a, a rollover. They have good talent. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins is amazing. The Jefferson and and Pierce, the two running backs, the quarterback's good. So they they've got talent at Oregon State, but I'm telling you, these last two games on offense and defense have been dominant performances by Utah. And you talk to the players and talk to the coaches. It was really that USC game that was the wake up call. Is that really a thing, Jason? Oh, absolutely, it is. And that's what I said after the loss because I was like, how can you not be ready for USC? Right when we did the podcast right after the loss. Right. I said, this is going to be a statement and how they respond and their, their character and that leadership that we're looking for. Right. Yeah. But they're going to have that magical year. They got to respond to this and no more letdowns. And you know, you got, you get that big slap in the face, man. Like they did at USC playing bad that you check the whole team's character and what kind of team they're going to be coming out of that. And how they respond, and at a hundred percent, I think they've responded right, and they have just come back on fire with a chip on their shoulder and shown the you know leadership that I was looking for. And the only question I had about the team, you know, in the off season coming into the years, are they going to be able to have that leadership rise up? And it looks like it took that punch in the mouth to really, you know, bring that leadership out. And, yeah. so, and come out of a chip on the shoulder. So I, I'm, um, you felt this as a player, right? I mean, I felt yeah. this as a player. You where you just have a game. You really don't want it to be that way. You really want, you know, and for whatever reason, I, I really don't know that you, you can dial it in all the time. But there's just kind of that one game that you know things just go funny. It just the ball doesn't bounce right. It just doesn't go your right. way. And so you're always, you're always grateful as an athlete that you can have that rebound. You can have that right. game that you just go, okay, I, you know what? I'm going to answer back next week. And I will tell you, Jason, that was the hardest thing for me 
when I went and played for the Detroit Lions. Because I never got a chance to answer back the next week. And and so, you know, I, I, you know, I played and I got benched my last year. And they just said, sorry, there's no more games for you to come back and answer back. Oh, and and yeah. that that was the hardest that was the hardest thing for me yeah. to deal with in my entire career in the NFL. Oh, that I would I would say the same thing, Scott. That happened to me at the Bengals. I, I came in, you know, off of a nine sack season, right? And I, I missed four games with a dislocated elbow and still had nine sacks on the year. And come back opening day of camp on second team, I'm benched without a chance. Go to the go to the D line coach. Said, "Since when do you you know don't have an opportunity to play and uh, you know get beat out by somebody?" He goes, "Sam Weiss said you're out." <laughs> I mean, from nine sacks to you know not starting and just walking into camp because you got a guy that doesn't like you. I mean, it's it was tough. That was really hard on me. Just like you're saying, I, I feel it. And and you. <laughs> You see some of these people and you go, and this is, this is why, this is why it's so hard for me to necessarily give up on people because, because athletes that make it to that level, just find a way to answer back. And, but when you give up on them, it really, it, it's, it's kind of, it's crushing actually. Cause you're like, you know, don't give up on me. I, I, I I can do this. You're making a mistake here. Uh, You know, just give, give me next week. Give me one more throw. Give me one more game. Give me one more this, and that's that's just kind of how you're wired as as an athlete. Yeah. That you just go, I, you know, I can do this. I really can do this if you if you let me do it. But I, I just, you know, as we were talking about this whole answering back thing, uh, it just it just really picked that up, uh, or it just it just kind of made that come out of me where I was just like, uh, right, it's one of those things, and it doesn't leave you. Like for me, it no. was, it like like I live with it today. Like I, I go, I wish I could go back. <laughs> Just give me one more game, one more. Oh, one I know. More opportunity. I know. Never give up. Never quit. Yeah. Right. And so it's really, really a hard thing. All right. So last thing here, Utah beats Oregon State, and and I was doing the the color commentating, and I remember at halftime thinking, wow, Utah's up thirty five to nothing. They never seem to have that like blowout. You know, fifty fifty points. And and I just remember saying, wouldn't it be nice if Utah got to fifty points, and they just kind of were like these Alabamas or Georgias, where they just kind of beat up on a lesser opponent and really put it put it on them. Right. And they just don't ever seem to do that. Well, well, Utah scored fifty two points, and and Oregon State got a garbage touchdown, and I mean garbage touchdown, really really late in the game. I hate that. So, is have they taken that next step? Is this that statement game? Have they elevated their play to maybe a higher level uh, after after these these past two games? That I, I would say yes. To to come in and and put it on them like you're supposed to, and not play down to their level. That people don't realize what a good sign that is, right? Because teams have a tendency to play down to the level of the team they're playing, and uh, come in and overlook them, and, and then get punched in the nose like USC did come up overlooking BYU. And, uh, man, I think that says more than uh, sometimes in one of a close game. 
or every bit as much that you can come in and keep your discipline and play with the effort and put it on them like you're supposed to. Well, uh, it'll be curious to see how long this wave of like focus goes because Utah obviously plays Arizona State this weekend, and 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 really the loser has no chance of winning the Pac-12. This is this is the biggest game of the year for for both of these teams, and uh, if if anyone's going to have a chance to win the South, they have to win, have to win this game. And of course, Utah has put itself a little bit behind the eight ball because of that loss to USC. All right, well, this round, right. this round of Rivals is over, and we'll be able to answer back again on our next show. Thank goodness, because I'd hate it if we couldn't. Uh, and uh, hopefully we've – Can't live without Scott. No, can't do it. All right, uh, we're powered by kslsports.com. Find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at the Rivals Show. Until then, we'll see you then. Now.